day 261 of Shaped by the Word. We are in our third season together in the story of the prophets and the prophets of the beautiful bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament where we are, you know, promised a new coming covenant and a relationship in which God by His Spirit dwells with us. Uh, we've seen Him slowly leave the temple, uh, but we have the promise that He resides with us in a way that is that is far more intimate than, you know, simply his dwelling in, in the temple. Uh, we're in Ezekiel, and of course Ezekiel has seen some rather you know, strange visions of the glory of God with whirling wheels and surrounding eyes and uh, you know, wheels that are moving in direction and these fierce characters, the cherubim that have four faces and four wings and human hands. And, and the description is very, very vivid. It must have been very powerful for Ezekiel to see these. But all of these are images of the glory of God. And here we have you know, an image of the glory of God slowly departing the nation of Israel and, and leaving it to its own devices. So we pick up in Ezekiel chapter 11. And uh, you know, as, as always, this is a, a beautiful gift that we have to hear the word of the Lord. And of course, the warning of the prophets is a, a lot of times we, we hear but don't hear. A lot of times we see but we don't see. And so when we come to the Lord's presence, our desire is to see His face, to know His presence, and for His gospel to expose us where it needs to expose us, to comfort us where we need to be comforted, and to allow Him through His Word and through His Spirit to continue His work in us. So, Matt, before we read, uh, do you mind lifting us up in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank You uh, for the gift of Your Word for the reminder that you have spoken to us and uh, continue to speak to us through it. And Father, we do just as um, Paul just said, we we offer this time to you asking that you would use your word to um, accomplish exactly what you desire to accomplish in each of us. And and, and Father, to to ask for, for wisdom as we read, we recognize that we can't um, we can't see, we can't hear apart from your spirit's work in us. And, and so would you, um, help us to behold wonderful things, to respond um, in, in obedience to to all that you you've given us, and and Father, um, to to marvel and worship as we read together. Uh, Father, we ask that you'd be with us, uh, fill us with with your Spirit as we read, and, and give us wisdom. It's in Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter eleven. By the way, I'm Paul here with Cindy, David, and uh, Matt. Ezekiel 11, the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the gate of the house of the Lord that faces east. There at the entrance of the gate were 25 men, and I saw among them Jazaniah, son of Azur, and Pethaliah, son of Benaiah, leaders of the people. The Lord said to me, Son of man, these are the men who are plotting evil and giving wicked advice in the city. They say, Heaven, our house has been recently rebuilt. The city is a pot, and we are the meat in it. Therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, son of man. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on me, and he told me to say, This is what the Lord says. That is what you are saying, you leaders in Israel, but I know what is going through your mind. You've killed many people in the city and filled its streets with the dead. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The bodies that you have thrown, there are the meat in the city, and the city is the pot, but I will drive you out of it. You fear the sword, and the sword is what I will bring against you, declares the Sovereign Lord. I'll drive you out of the city and deliver you into the hands of foreigners and inflict punishment on them. You will fall by the sword, and I'll execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. 
The city will not be a pot for you, nor will you be the meat in it. I will execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel, and you will know that I am the Lord. For you have not followed my decrees or kept my laws, but have conformed to the standards of the nations around you. Now, as I was prophesying, Petaliah, son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell face down and cried out in a loud voice, Alas, sovereign Lord, will you completely destroy the remnant of Israel? The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, the people of Jerusalem have said to your fellow exiles and all the other other Israelites, they are far from the Lord. This land was given to us as our possession. Therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Although I sent them far away among the nations and scattered them among the countries, that for a little while I have been a sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. Therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where you've been scattered, and I'll give you back the land of Israel again. They will return to it and remove all of its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I'll remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then uh, then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. But as for those whose hearts are devoted to their vile images and detestable idols, I'll bring down on their own head what they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. Then the cherubim, with the wheels beside them, spread their wings, and the glory of the Lord of Israel was above them. The glory of the Lord went up from within the city and stopped over the mountain east of it. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the exiles in Babylonia in the vision given by the Spirit of God. Then the vision I had seen went up from me, and I told the exiles everything the Lord had shown me. And of course, that's a tragic scene that we talked about yesterday. Uh, not only uh, the glory of the Lord rising above, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, moving, you know, to the inner court of the new temple, moving to the outer gate of the temple, and finally disappearing over the Mount of Olives, uh, where 2,000 years later we see, you know, Christ, or, or 900 years later, I'm sorry, we see Christ, you know, returning, you know, to the city uh, as the return of the glory of God and the return of the true king. So much, in, just in the, so much judgment and yet at the same time so much hope, you know, and, and that's one of the things we find as we read the prophets and especially Ezekiel is we've get, we've, I mean, we've been in this for a while now, but just seeing these themes of I mean, judgment, judgment, judgment on the leaders of the people, you know, because they, they've conformed to the standards of the other nations. And previously Ezekiel said, you're actually worse than all the other nations. You know, I kind of wish you would just be like the other nations, but your idolatry and sinfulness is worse. And yet, in the midst of it, a, a promise to return, and you know, just those those two things together—judgment—but you know, judgment, but God will remain faithful to His promise. You know, He hasn't given up completely on His people, and just those themes I think held together as a reminder, you know, for us as we read that, yeah, judgment is coming, but God does remain faithful to His promise. And how much more do we have in Christ Jesus? And of course, that's a good point. Uh, even though you know we sometimes look like the culture around us and. Mm-hmm. Our sins are you know, sometimes the sins that are so prominent among us. It is far worse for us, you know, having known and having tasted and having experienced uh, the grace of God to still turn away, you know, from Him. But that is, you know, in the indictment against Israel and can be an indictment against us that uh, a lot of times we begin to, you know, rather than be an agent of change in our culture, absorb our culture and look more, you know, like our culture uh, than than like the God who has called us you know, to, to minister to and be a blessing, you know, to our culture. I love how this 
passage as well kind of answers the question that I think, you know, a lot of people struggle with. And we even kind of see that indictment, you know, in, in verse 12 on Israel, like, you know, you haven't followed my decrees, you haven't kept my laws, you, you've actually conformed to the standards of the nations around you. And I think a lot of folks, when they think about the gospel and we think about, well, I come to Jesus and I receive his grace, I need his grace for salvation. But then we kind of then move on to kind of this one and then I'm going to really work hard to become a better Christian. And that's kind of, I think the thing a lot of people struggle with is how do I change? How do I grow? Mm -hmm. And you know, the Lord gives us that answer. It's, it's the same today that he's the one that has to give us that undivided heart. He's the one that has to give us that new spirit and actually remove, you know, the heart of flesh. It, it's still his grace that saves us and transforms us. And, and that's what Israel's needing, and it's the same thing that we need as well. And so I just love how the answer has always been the same, is it's His grace that He needs to give us that to change and to be the people that He's called us to yeah. be. Well, and that's the theme. I mean, Paul picks up on it in Romans when he says, you mm -hmm. know, in view of God's mercy, offer yourselves as living sacrifices. And then he says, mm -hmm. do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you mm -hmm. know. And, what are those mercies? It's all that he's unpacked in Romans 1 through 11. It's the mm -hmm. beauty of the gospel. And, and this is you know a preview of the fuller version of uh, mm -hmm. the expression of this, and we'll get to in Ezekiel 36. But, uh, you know, there's a kind of an odd thing, you know, going on here, and there's a couple of ironies, you know, that are in the middle of it. The people in Jerusalem feel closer to God because they are in, in God's holy city. And uh, God says to him, actually, those who are in exile are far closer to me because I am their sanctuary. What an mm -hmm. incredible yeah. image, you know, that he uses, even though they're far away from the sanctuary and far away from the city. I am with them and I will be, you know, their sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And these are the ones who, who will return. And these are the ones who I will start a new work with. Mm -hmm. And the new work will start with giving them an undivided heart mm -hmm. where they have a wholehearted devotion to me. You know, not, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit of time split between me and all the latest cultural fads, but they will love me wholly and they'll love me with all their heart. And you just have this wonderful transformational work uh, where God, you know, takes out of them the heart of stone mm -hmm. and he gives them a heart and, you know, there's responses to them. And you hear the renewal of the covenant in that and they will be my people and I will be, you know, their God. And we're going to see this in a more full. You have this little meat pot, you know, thing going on yeah. in the Hebrew. Uh, the first one could be a question. You know, they're hearing Ezekiel talk about, you know, this city is going to become a cauldron. And, and they're kind of laughing at him and said, you know, will we be meat and will this city be the pot? Look, everything's going great. We just rebuilt our houses. You know, it's been 200 years actually since Amos, the mm -hmm. first of the prophets, prophesied the fall of Jerusalem. And they're just going, yeah, so what? And uh, they said, will we be, you know, will we be meat in the pot of this city? And then God says, no, you're not going to be. You're going to be running from the city and you're going to be in exile. And I'm going to catch you right before you get exactly where you're going, which is, of course, exactly how it happened. Zedekiah and the rulers led the city of Jerusalem, hoping to escape to Egypt. And the Babylonians tracked them down and got them right before they escaped to safety. So their confidence in this moment is in uh, you know, the, uh, the city and its fortresses, their confidence in that moment will be, we're almost to Egypt. And God says, I'll find you wherever you go and I'll judge you, you know, wherever, wherever you go. Um, but this remnant who you see as far mm -hmm. from me are really those who are close mm -hmm. to me because I am with them 
and I will bring them back and we will start anew with new hearts. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, that this is a, a picture of what you've done you know, for us. You found us as a rebellious people and uh, you have mm-hmm. cleansed us. Uh, you have given us a new heart. You have uh, taken uh, the words of the covenant off of the tablets of stone and you've written them in our hearts. You've given us every inclination uh, to know you, to love you, and to follow you. And may we be faithful to these good gifts you've given us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.